Hey, I am learning. I'm learning to pray. Yes, I am learning. Pray like Jesus. Learning to pray like Jesus. Yes, I am fine. I'm finding more power than I've ever could dream. Yes, I am learning. I'm learning to pray like Jesus. We all got to love. Yes, I am learning. I'm learning to love. I am learning. I'm learning to love. Yes, I am learning. I'm learning to love like Jesus. Yes, I am fine. I'm finding more power than I, I ever could dream. Yes, I am learning. I'm learning to love like Amen. Give God some praise if you love him this morning. He is indeed worthy. He is worthy of our love, of our, our praise. Amen. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Jesus, we're depending on you. Well, Jesus, Lord, we're depending on you, my Lord Jesus. Yes, we're depending on you. We're depending on you. Well, to see us through when we are burdened. We're depending on you, where we are birthed. We're depending on you, my Lord. When we are birthed, we're depending on you. We're depending on you, yes, to see us through. When we are troubled, we're depending on you. Yes, we're depending on you, my Lord. When we are troubled, we're depending on you. We're depending on you, yes, to see. Come on, church. Yes, we're depending on you. Well, my G. Lord, who we're depending on you, my Lord Jesus. Well, we're depending on you. We're depending on Yes, to see us through. When we are tempted, we're depending on you. 
scripture reading and prayer 519 when we all not some of us but when we all get to heaven 519 
And when we all see Jesus, we hear you sing and shout the victory. Amen. Our scripture this morning will be coming from Matthew, the chapter is 22, the verses are 24 through 40. That is Matthew, the chapter is 22, verses 34 through 40. And the Bible reads, but when the Pharisees heard that he was silenced, that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I have read in your hearing Matthew, the 22nd chapter, verses 34 through 40. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers and the doers of his holy and divine will. Let us all bow in a word of prayer. Merciful God, our Heavenly Father, it is again we humbly bow before your throne of grace with thanksgiving in our heart. Father, we thank you for life and everything that pertains to godliness. Father, help us to be mindful that we are blessed because you are forgiving God and are understanding God, and you've done so much for us yet you keep on blessing us. Father, we ask that you forgive us of all sin. Because, Lord, we know that we all sin from time to time in either word, deed, or thought. And, Father, we ask that you remember that no more. Father, we continue to pray, Lord, for all those that are visiting us here today who are not members of the body of Christ. We pray, Father, that they have come with open and receptive hearts. And we pray, Father, that, that at the end of Brother Jones' message, the question, what must I do to be saved, will be answered. Father, we continue to pray, Lord, for this congregation. We pray that we can continue to work together in unity and love, which is needed to do your holy and divine will. Father, we continue to pray, Lord, for those that are bereaved among us at this time. We pray that you continue to comfort them in their time of need. Father, we continue to pray, Lord, for our minister, Brother Jones. We pray, Father, that you will help him to remember the things that he's studied and prepared so he may present it in a way that, that would touch the hearts of everyone at the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
God is good. And all the time, God is indeed better than good. You guys look great in your pink out there. You look really good. We know that we're doing this in memory of the family members and everyone that we lost or are still in the fight with cancer. And yes, I'm so thankful for my dad, Marcus Brinson. He had a fight, but God loved him more. Amen. But God is good. He doesn't make a mistake. Amen. He never makes a mistake. So for all of our loved ones, we are representing for them. Amen. Mm-mm. But God is still good. Mm-hmm. I really love the church. says he gave us the victory and I love him I love him amen God is good and all the time I want to thank him I want to thank him thank you Lord thank you Thank 
say thank you, Lord. I just want. Come on, church. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Well, Lord, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. And I just want you. Yes, you, Lord, because you saved my soul. You saved, you saved my soul. Lord, you saved my soul. Lord, you saved my soul. You saved. You save my soul, church, and I just want you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Has it been good to you? Because you've been so good. You've been, been so good. Lord, you've been so good. Lord, you've been so Lord, you've been You've been so good Church and I just want you Thank you, Lord Oh, give God some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all doing all right? Amen. Let's go ahead and sing about everybody. We'll be happy over there. 548. 548. If it's convenient for you, please stand. Everybody will be happy over there. 548. <clears throat> There's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond where the safe soon the glory share where the souls of men shall enter and live on forevermore and everybody happy over there where we're singing every over there where oh we be so happy over there well and we will sing we will shout we will sing, my Lord, praises everybody. We'll be happy over there. 
where there's a ransom of all ages will be singing around the throne in the land where ever knows a care and the Christians of all nations will join in the triumph song and everybody We'll be happy over there. Well, we're singing everybody. Oh, we'll be so happy. Oh, we'll be so happy over there. Well, and we will sing. We will shout. We will sing, my Lord. Praises everybody over there where there will meet the one who saved us and who kept us by his grace and who bought us so bright and fair. We will praise his name forever as we look upon his face and everybody will be happy over there when we're singing everywhere oh we'll be so happy oh we'll be so happy over there well, and we will sing, and we will shout, and we will sing, my Lord, praises, everybody will be happy. Come on, church. Well, we're singing everywhere. Oh, we'll be so happy. Oh, we'll be so happy over there. Well, and we will sing, we will shout, we will sing, my Lord's praise. Say, everybody will be happy over there. Yes, everybody will. Oh, we. Be so happy, oh, we over there. Well, and we will sing, we will shout, we will sing my Lord's praises. Everybody will be happy over there. If you love the Lord, say amen. amen. And if you know that God is better than good, say amen again. Amen. I wonder if you are thankful for another chance. I appreciate how that resonated with you. But I'm going to ask you to 
to meditate on it for a second. I want you all to consider the goodness of God in how he elected to love us in spite of us. God has given to us what we are not capable of giving to others. He has given to us what we oftentimes fail to give ourselves. And that is full and absolute remission. God has given me freedom from my error. That is, my yesterday doesn't have any power today. And that gift, my brothers and my sisters, is a challenge. It is difficult at best to strive as, 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 as best as we can in all of our humanity to love the way the Lord loves. I think that the world would be so much better if we loved the way he loved. I don't even go as far as the world. I believe that our communities would be better. Our marriages would be better. Our parenting would be better if we could just figure out what it is to love like Jesus. The Bible says, greater love hath no man than this, than that a man would lay down his life for his friend. And I believe that while I don't think God is calling you to uh, die per se, but I think there is something for us to gain from that. When I make my agenda number two, so that I can uplift your agenda as number one. And I want to uplift your agenda as number one in as much as your agenda is aligned with God's agenda. And why do I want to make your agenda number one if your agenda is God's agenda? Because we all understand that none of us, and I mean none of us, can make it happen on our own. Everybody in this space needs somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I need you. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, I need you. Tap that person in front of you and say, hey, you, I need you. Amen, 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 amen. And I want you to not, I don't want you just to say that. I want you to know that. I mean, I want you to know that. There's a lot of barriers that keep us from leaning on each other. None as infamous as pride. Pride will keep us striving to figure it out all by ourselves. And I don't know about you all, but I, I believe that uh, pride has failed us enough. And we don't need no more help from pride at all. If y'all get that, say amen. I hope that you come here with the right heart. If you didn't, just close your eyes with me and pray this prayer. Lord, I thank you. You woke me up. You've given me a new day. I don't deserve to be here. But you've blessed me anyhow. Help me to see in me a portion of what you see in me. Lord, remind me that I have purpose 
Help me, Lord, to glorify you. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all give God a love deposit in this space. Good morning, Pembroke Park. Good to see y'all this morning. If you're glad to be here, say amen. amen. For those who may not know, my name is Kevin D. Jones, Sr. I serve so thankfully as a minister of this very fine church. We're so glad to have y'all this morning. Pembroke Park, let's give our visitors a love deposit. Let's give them a love deposit. Uh, not only our visitors that are present, but our visitors that are joining us online. We're so glad to have you here with us, whether you're watching us on PPCC TV or you're watching us on Facebook Live. We're so glad to have you here with us. Please know, if you're ever in South Florida, do us the favor, stop in and worship with us. If y'all agree, say amen. I want to take a moment to express my appreciation to everyone who has helped to facilitate the service thus far. Uh, uh, how many of y'all know it just don't happen with the preacher? Yeah, yeah, even the preacher needs a whole lot of help. And I want to definitely thank all of those who served, all of our members of security, all of our ushers. want to thank all of our greeters. want to thank all of our Bible school teachers on this morning. I want to thank uh, uh, Brother Brother LeCount for taking us to the throne. I want to thank Brother Coffee for reading scripture. I want to thank Pat for leading us in praise. Let's give all of them a love department. Let's give all of them a love department. Um, so, so many things that I, that I want to uh, express my appreciation to you all on. Uh, you all have been being the church, and I want to let you know that I know it. Um, first and foremost, I, I want to, from the bottom of my heart, on behalf of uh, my wife, thank you all for that wonderful outpouring of love that you all gave her. Uh, uh, and if you give it to her, you, you give it to me too, because when, 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 when she's happy, I'm happy. Uh, but I want to thank you all for that outpouring of love that you gave us on Wednesday night. Um, I will never forget when uh, she concluded her study. She, she was at her computer. She was waiting for a grade to come in. And when the grade came in, at that moment, she leaned over and started to cry. And I really, at that moment, I realized how heavy of a load that is. To, to, to strive to lead children, uh, to, to be active in the Lord's church, uh, to be fully employed, uh, to be a college student. Uh, in addition to that, to also uh, try to be uh, my wife. Amen, somebody. It, it, it's on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly on. I don't know if, if they, they don't have it turned on, but I'll just lead forward so that y'all can hear me. Uh, but I want to tell you all that, that, that it was such uh, a rich appreciation for us to be uh, celebrated uh, in that way. I've I got to stop saying us. No, let me fix it. It was such a rich appreciation for her to be celebrated in this way. Uh, I can tell you all, and I'm pretty sure all of you who've done uh, post uh, post studies, uh, postgraduate studies, and, and things of that nature, you know that's that's a real, real challenge. Uh, uh, and and she did it. She maintained a 4.0. I, I, I just celebrate her in a big, big way. And I, I I thank you all for that. I want to express my deepest, deepest appreciation uh, to Sister Victoria Brinson, uh, to Sister. Uh, Leah Bernard. Okay, there we go. We live. Yeah, man. Amen. Amen. I, I want to tell you all, I thank y'all so much uh, for just even coordinating. I want to thank everybody who jumped in to help out. Uh, thank all of you all for just 
uh, the cards and gifts and just, just, just your acts of love. Pembroke Park, man, y'all are a blessing, and I thank God for y'all. Uh, 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 yeah, give yourself some love. Give yourself some love. Uh, not only that, but uh, we want to express our deepest appreciation to our youth department. Man, man, I, I'm telling you, I heard, I heard, I heard uh, that yesterday was such a wonderful time, such a wonderful time. I heard that uh, we had an awesome fall festival. Uh, I want to definitely thank Adam. Uh, I know he's with children, Children's Church right now. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, I, I really appreciate uh, uh, just the work that Adam does with our young people. I really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, one of the goals for a healthy church uh, is that your young people have to grow up uh, knowing God. And not just knowing about him. One of the things that we learned at the conference, uh, uh, Dr. Barclay, he shared with us, he says, you could know facts about God and never know God. Like, 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 like he's, he, he spent three minutes telling us some deep facts about him. He says, I just spent three minutes telling y'all things about me and still not now one of y'all knows me. You just know about me. And he says, what I'm finding is that we oftentimes, we know about God, but we don't know God. So one of the good things is that you want your kids to know God. Uh, and, and, and one of the things that we have to recognize, we have to accept is that we can't expect that they can just sit in here with us in this adult forum and get God the way we get God. Uh, because what we have to realize is that children don't learn the same way as adults. And I'm so glad uh, for what Adam and, and, and the youth department is doing. Uh, so many of the young people have come to Christ as a result. Uh, we just want to keep them prayed up. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, yeah, that's a love deposit. That's a love deposit. That's a love deposit. Uh, not only that, but of course, we made it back in town yesterday night. Uh, our plane landed. We came back from, from Dallas, from the Brotherhood of Men Conference. And let me tell you, first off, I have to be very honest. I feel I failed every man I left behind. If I, if I left you here, I failed you. I should have been in you. There's no way I should have let you stay. I should have demanded, no, you got to give me a better reason. Why? No, uh, no, you got to, no, we got to produce because there was just some things that, that we experienced at this conference um, that was most powerful. Every time I go to this conference, I always get, I feel like I'm pruned. I learn areas where I need to be better. I was talking with my wife as we were riding in today, and I was sharing with her, you know, we were talking about uh, owning our error, you know, and, 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 and just acknowledging areas where we need to be better. And I was, I was confessing to my wife some things that I felt in my ministry I need to be better in. I'm so grateful for you all who, who tell me that I'm doing a good job and it, it helps me to keep going. But I want you to know that I know that there are areas where I can still be better. And in, that air, in those areas of learning to be better, one of the things that I found about this conference that was so powerful was that uh, the population of people who struggle with owning their inward self the most is the people that God is looking for to lead. Ain't that something? Like, 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 boy, the devil really had something figured out when he created the male ego. Oh, y'all know that ain't, y'all know God didn't make the male ego. God didn't make that. That ain't of God. No, God, the devil showed up, had something figured out when he made the male ego. And um, 
I'm even learning how I got to tear mine down, you know, and just this morning, just sharing with my wife, I, I, every question she was asking me, I said, you know what, just got to just give her the straight answer. Just give her the straight answer. She says, well, have you thought about this? And I was like, just had to answer. Have you tried this? And I just had to answer. And uh, I'm not going to lie, y'all, that hot seat wasn't feeling good. I was like, <laughs> what, I, what I really wanted to tell her was, girl, won't you leave me alone in this car? What I want you to do. Uh, but, but it was helpful. It was helpful because uh, uh, one of the things that we've learned is that pride ain't done us no good, brothers. Pride is killing us. Uh, 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 Pembroke Park is such a beautiful church. And I believe that, 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 that we're ready for a time like this where God is really going to prune us. If y'all get that, say amen. I'm going to start a, a, a new series, probably going to keep it going for the rest of the year, entitled Refocus. And I pray you'll join me uh, uh, in, 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 this, in this conversation. Uh, the idea of refocus is I, 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 I want to I really just, just get my mind back into right place. One thing that I learned at this conference seated there was I, I use myself as a thermometer. Uh, not that I'm anything special, but I, I just believe that if, I'm, if I feel it, other humans feel it because the Lord said ain't nothing new under the sun. Uh, well, here's what I knew. I, I said, Kevin, uh, all this information that you're hearing and how it's pruning and challenging your heart what you got to remember, Kevin, is that for a living, you study the Bible. That's what I do for a living. I, 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 don't, I don't know what y'all think uh, uh, pre preachers do, but I, I'm telling you, you have to do a whole lot of Bible study. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that you can have all the Bible study and you can have all of this reception of the word, uh, but if it doesn't break down the walls in your life, then, then, then you are what I've always been praying for you all to be. Listen to how crazy this is. Every Sunday, I tell you all, as I preach, I don't want you to be informed. I want you to be. How do you all receive the fact that I tell you that in many areas, in my giving you transformational power, I'm finding in my own life areas where I need to be transformed myself? So I just said, you know what, Kevin, then, 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 then just take the mask off. And, and, and tell the folk, folk, I, I, I don't have it all together. And um, God is still helping me to figure this thing out. And I know we walk into somewhere beautiful. I, I just don't know where we're going. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where we're going. But I do know that God knows where we're going, and that's all we need to know. And if we know that, we're going to be all right. If y'all get that, say amen. Um, so I want to share something with you today that I think is going to change, that's going to set us on the right direction. I'm going to ask everybody, in this morning, um, young, old, male, female, uh, a new convert, not even a child of God, uh, 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 Christians for a long time. I'm going to ask you this morning to pretend like this is your first day. Just neutralize your mind. Say, Lord, cleanse my heart and let me hear this word like I've never heard your word before. Not that I think that I'm going to share anything with you, but I do believe that God is going to share something with us. It's going to help us. If y'all get that, say amen. amen. If you got your copy of God's holy and divine word, hold it up in the air. Oh, man, I need to see it. Yeah, yeah, wave it like you just don't care. Amen, amen, amen. Say, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. I, believe it. I believe it. I receive it. I will obey it. Stand on your feet with me if you will. Y'all, please meet me in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 22. 
We're looking together at verses 34 through 40. So appreciative to uh, the members of our media team. I typically am able to control the slides up here. My, my phone is acting up, so I'm so thankful for them back there helping me out. Uh, Matthew chapter 22, verses 34, uh, uh, and we're going to read a good ways. If y'all get that, say amen. amen. If you haven't, say amen. amen. And if not, say wait. While you're turning there, I want to tell you what I'm praying for. I'm praying that you understand that, that the only thing that matters right now is us getting closer to God. Amen. Nothing else matters. I don't care about your mortgage. I don't care about anything. I, the only thing that matters right now is us getting closer to God. Uh, because if the trumpet sounds right now, I'm talking about that blast that'll be so loud, it'll separate your body from your spirit. If that thing rings off right now, your mortgage ain't going to mean nothing. Ain't going to mean nothing. So the only thing that I want us to make matter is getting closer to God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. I want us. To get, closer. to get closer. The Bible reads, uh, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him, being Christ, a question. If y'all see that, say amen. Why does he ask him? He's testing him. He's trying to trip him up. Uh, picture that. He's trying to trip the word with the word. And saying, uh, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, listen, you shall love the Lord your God with all your what? With all your what? And with all your what? He goes on further to say, listen carefully, this is the first and great commandment. If y'all see that, say amen. amen. Watch me in verse number 38. If you love the word of God, say amen. Uh, verse number 38, the Bible says, it says, uh, uh, verse number 39, this and, listen now, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, you can be seated. Bow your head with me for a moment for prayer, I would love to talk to the Lord before I talk to y'all, or preach to you, rather. Most righteous and awesome Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we come to you at this time with our heads humbly bowed, and uh, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we thank you because uh, you have been so good to us. Uh, you've been our friend. You've been our great support. Lord, we approach you in all of our brokenness, in all of our struggles, and we are happy to be here because you told us that your strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord, we are drowning in weakness. The strength that we have comes from you. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So, Lord, I ask of you to strengthen us now. 
Build us up in the areas where we're weak. Strengthen us in the areas where we're torn down. Lord, I pray that you will give us a pure virgin mind, one that hears your word today afresh. Take away any preconceived notion of how we already know what you're going to say and how we've heard this passage so many times we already know what it means. But dear Lord, give us just the, the humility, Lord, to approach the word with an understanding that we can still learn from it. Lord, I beg of you that you'll bless every person within the sound of my voice. Touch their heart this morning, Lord. Help them as they're striving their very best to be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Lord, this thing called humanity is a challenge, but Lord, you are better than good. I pray that you'll just continue to help us along the way. Lord, I also ask that you will be with me. Humbly, I submit myself before you, Lord. Help me, King Jesus, to speak your word to your people your way. Adding nothing to your word, taking nothing away from your word, and at the conclusion of all things, if, if anyone is encouraged, if anyone is blessed, if anyone is empowered, help them to know that none of the praise belongs to the preacher. All the praise belongs to the Most High God. Lord, we thank you, we praise your name, and we love you. These and all prayers we ask. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen, amen, amen. 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 and amen again. The word I need to hear the most is oftentimes the word I say the least. It's the word that is married to power. It encourages, it uplifts, challenges us for higher and for better. We all need it. I'm learning more and more that we don't know how to give it. We lack the knowledge not because we're heinous, but rather we're human. And in our humanity, we are learning every day that there is only one who truly knows how to get this job done. Men, we struggle to say it to each other. And we need to hear it from each other the most. Our children need to hear it. Our spouses need to hear it. The church needs to hear it. We need to know it. To know it, we have to show it. To show it, it has to be real. Because nothing real can be broken. But how do we get to this space where we find great comfort in this? Well, I believe we have to learn what it is and die to what it is not. Someone says, I wonder what you're talking about. Many of you already know what it is. I'm talking about love. The Bible says, and now abideth these, faith, hope, and charity, which is love. But of these, the greatest is love. The Bible says, by this will all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Church, I believe that in the, this 21st century, love has gained every message except the one it should have. We live in an era where we determine love by love songs. And if we call them what we ought to call them, we ought to call them lust songs. But that's another sermon on another day. 
But I don't know about you all, but I, I believe in my whole heart that the church is the body of Christ. That is, it enjoys all the benefits, all the rights, all the privileges, all the honors, all the gifts, all the blessings that come with being one with God. And the greatest way that we begin to maximize that is if we really consider why God said this was number one. Church, there is no substitute. There is nothing that can replace it. There is nothing that can take it away. We cannot live without it. And we would be better if we would lean on it. Church, I'd like to talk to you on the subject this morning. Show me some love. Show me some love. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me some love. Here is what I know, my brothers and my sisters. I know that phrase is popular. I know it's uttered by people who really oftentimes don't even know how to do it. This morning, I want to help us to figure that out. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, we're in the 22nd chapter of the book of Matthew. I want to give you uh, what has transpired thus far. Um, Jesus is growing in influence. The chief priest and the Pharisees are jealous of him because people are leaving them to follow him. In their envy, they want to shut him down. They're striving to find every way that they can. But what they realize is his greatest weapon is his use of the word. We find ourselves in, in, in chapter 22, and, and in chapter 22, he's already uh, given them three parables that challenge them to the core. After the three parables, he's approached by the Pharisees, they try to challenge him, and they fail. He's approached by the Sadducees. They try to challenge him, and they fail. So when we get to verse number 34, the Pharisees are going in for round two. Verse number, 30, verse number 34 finds the Pharisees getting ready uh, after their first defeat in, in, in verses 15 to 22. But in verse number 34, we find the Pharisees getting ready to attempt to challenge God. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, verse number 34, if you haven't, say amen. Uh, the Bible says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered uh, together. Uh, I want you to appreciate that because um, th th there's something to see. Uh, they, they, they realize, they realize that, listen, uh, he, he tore us down. And he tore y'all down. But maybe if we come together, maybe he can't tear us down. And I wish you all would understand that, that even in their evil, there's still a great lesson for us to learn. And that is, as the Golden State Warriors say, their strength in numbers. I wish y'all would meet me in Genesis chapter 11 and verse number 6. Genesis chapter 11 and verse number 6. If you love the word of God, say amen. 
Uh, in Genesis chapter 11 and, and verse number 6, we find this very imagery. The Lord comes down uh, to this space called earth. It is after uh, the flood and, and the Lord directed for his people to spread the globe and to populate the earth. But what they've decided, they came together. Someone say together. Yeah, yeah, they came together and they said, what we're going to do is we're going to stay right here. And we ain't going to go nowhere. And we're going to build a great city because what we want to do is we want to build a name for ourselves. And how many of you all know, how many of you all know that the reason why we have life is not to bring honor to our name, it's to bring honor to the name of God. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your, which is in, if you see that, say amen. Yeah, but the Bible says the Lord came down and God, God looks at his created people, these ants before him. And he says, indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this evil, that is, is what they've begun to do. Don't you miss that next part, though. Now, listen, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. If y'all get that, say amen. I tell you right now, I find encouragement in evil. Oh, I know that don't make no sense. Say with me. I find encouragement in evil. Look at your, pre- look at your, look at your, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he found encouragement. Yeah, I see encouragement there. And what I see there is I see the power of us coming together. What those individuals did was they tore down their own egos, they tore down what they thought, and they decided they were going to come together. The only problem is, is you, you can come together on the basis of something that ought not unify you together. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's gang rallies and clan rallies, amen. Yeah, yeah, there are people who come together on the basis of stuff that ought not bring you together. But I want you to know that systemic racism and organized crime continues to thrive because there is something undeniable about unity. But what happens when we come together in Christ? Yeah, we're back in Matthew chapter 22. If you love the word of God, say amen. We're back in chapter Matthew chapter 22. I want you to go to verse number 34 again. Verse number 34, the Bible says, uh, when they heard, listen, when, when, when they heard about the failure of the Sadducees, they said the Sadducees couldn't get it done. They realized not only the Sadducees couldn't get it done, but we, we see cold, clear as day that, that the Sadducees couldn't get it done and, 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 and the Pharisees couldn't get it done. So they all come together. They all come together. And we get to verse number 35. Verse number 35, the Bible says, watch it now. The Bible says, then one of them, one of them, one of them steps out. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. And what that means, he's an expert of the law. By being an expert of the law, he's an expert of the word. But I still want you to understand how crazy this looks, that an expert of the word is trying to challenge the word. Yeah, an, an expert of the word it's trying to challenge the word. It, it almost be like uh, me asking you, well, well, well who's, your, who's your favorite uh, singer that's still alive? And, and, and you tell me who your favorite singer is. And I say, uh, I bet you don't know uh, uh, trivia on that singer. I say, I can beat anybody knowing that tri- trivia on this singer. And I say, you'd only be successful in as much as you weren't competing against that singer. Uh, because when you compete against the person who's authenticated the gift that you appreciate, you have to understand that there is a realm of knowledge of the gift that far exceeds what you have from a second-hand perspective. If y'all get that, say amen. 
Yeah, but they come together and a lawyer, and you got to give him credit. He is studied. He's versed in the word of God. He approaches him and he's ready to question him. And he wants to question him because he wants to test him. But I really wish Job could have tapped him on the shoulder. Yeah, I wish Job could have just reached out and tapped him. Y'all meet me in Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. If you love the word of God, say amen. Yeah, I wish Job could have tapped him because Job would have met him and Job would have stopped him because Job would have told him, brother, listen very carefully. I don't know what you think you're about to do, but you're about to mess up. Job would have said, and as he says here, the Bible says, and Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You ask, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Job would say, and keep in mind who Job is. See, the Bible declares, if you have time, Job chapter 1, the Bible declares that Job was a perfect and upright man. And it wasn't perfect in the, in the fact that he was flawless, but that he was striving. He was striving for perfection. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, but the Bible says that even a man who's striving to get close to God will never be able to stand in a manner that exceeds the knowledge of God. That's why you got to be careful when you start questioning God about trouble in your life. God, don't you know what you're doing? God, can't you see me? God, don't you see what's going on? Of everybody on earth, you could be bothering you, bothering me. God, you troubling me. God, you took my job as sorry as they are on the job. You ain't take their job. They don't do nothing. People all around the corner making money, doing all sorts of wickedness, and I, I'm struggling to make it. God, say, shut your mouth, son. Shut your mouth, daughter, because you don't know what I know. You see, I'm the same God. Boy, I wish I had time to tell you. I'm the same God. I'm the same God that took Joseph, and I took Joseph. I took Joseph from, from this kitchen table to check on his brothers. Checking on his brothers, I threw him in a pit. From the pit, I took him to a caravan. From caravan, I took him to Potiphar's house. From Potiphar's house, I put him in a prison. From the prison, I sent him up to the palace. From the palace, I made him bow down. Don't you tell me you know more than what I know. I urge you in faith. I urge you in faith to thank God for your troubles. Thank God for your difficulties. Thank God for your challenges. Thank God for your adversity. Thank God for your pain. Thank God for your struggle because God is on the job. He has never failed once. He will not fail you now. And if you know that's right, you ought to say amen. Lawyer steps up. Say, I'm going to trip him up. I want to ask him a question. If y'all see that, say amen. amen. Back to Matthew chapter 22. Back to Matthew chapter 22. Yeah, he makes his way. He says, I want to I test him. I want to see if y'all see that, say amen. amen. So he brings himself back. In verse number 36, he asks an awesome question. He says, y'all appreciate this. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law. Uh, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? That question is a problem. That question was asked by a lawyer, and he's good at what he does. That is not the guy, this guy? It's not the guy that if you're on trial, 
and you cross-examine, you don't want him to stand up. Because that question right there was awesome. Oh, that question's awesome. You see, by answering it, you put yourself in a, in a position that's going to lead to more disastrous questions. I envision, if I could be honest, I envision he's probably focusing on, as he says, the commandments. I think he's still talking about the Ten Commandments. Uh, time is not my friend. You want to write it down, but Deuteronomy chapter 22. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 through 22. Um, Moses is outlining Ten Commandments. He, he, he lets them know that these are the ones that the Lord put on stones. This lawyer stands up and he asks, well, what's the greatest one? See, if you pick one, you got a problem. Because see, if I pick one, we find ourselves in the predicament that we are in in America today. Yeah, we're in a predicament in America today. Or oh, I'll tell you. Now, I'm about, I'm about to walk down the street, and I'm going to lose half of y'all. That's all right, because I love y'all anyhow. <laughs> you know, um, there are all sorts of people trying to unite the right um, against same-sex marriage. Fact. Now, I want to be clear that I do believe, I do believe and I don't stand an ounce ashamed of it. I do believe, I do believe that God has ordained marriage to be for a man and a woman. But we are the America that raises a massive flag for same-sex marriage but won't say nothing about common-law marriage. See, you can be a man and a woman, brother Count, and y'all ain't exchanged nobody's rings. And y'all can live in a house, have all the sex you want to have. Children over there, children over there, have all the sex you want to have, and the government ain't got no problem with that. As a matter of fact, they'll tell you, if you sin long enough, we'll give you the rights. Boy, y'all better stay, look how y'all better get with me. If you sin long enough, if you sin long enough, we'll give you the rights of a wife. So if y'all stay in sin for six months or more, I'll let you act as if you were his wife and collect his benefits upon his death. I'm just saying that that lawyer, if he tried America, he'd run us in the ground. He'd say, so America, you're telling me that homosexuality is worse than fornication? On the basis of what, he'd ask. And we'd be looking the way he thought Jesus was going to look. He asked an awesome question. Parents, y'all know what kind of question he asked. Y'all done heard it before. Your kids come to you, running up to you. I see my KJ and my Jaleel. Daddy, tell the truth. Which one of us? We, we promise we don't get mad. We promise we don't get mad. Which one of us? Which one of us you love the most? Y'all know that's a horrible question. That's a horrible question. That question, that question doesn't go good no matter how you chop it. But this lawyer was masterful. 
That's what I want to know. I want to know what's the best. If y'all see him, say amen. Well, it gets to verse number 37. Verse number 37. Verse number 37. If you love the word of God, say amen. Uh, he gets to verse number 37, and verse number 37 is most profound. Verse number 37 will help you in a big way. Uh, the Bible says, watch it now. Jesus said to him, pay very close attention, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Here's why you have to just you have to know that Jesus is a genius. Because even right now, that man is hung up. Because as a lawyer, he knows the Ten Commandments. And he knows that verbiage is not one of them. But Jesus meant everything he said. You have to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. I want to tell you before I tell you so that I can tell you that I told you. <laughs> Pray for me, Brother Dave. <laughs> that is the catalyst, the foundation, the launch pad, if you will, of love. Let's just start from the basis of what we already know. Let's start from the basis of what we already know. Y'all, y'all meet me. Meet me, if you will. Uh, 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 meet me, if you will, in, in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, verse number 13. Uh, Luke, the 16th chapter and verse number 13. If you love the word of God, say amen. amen. Uh, Luke chapter 16, uh, uh, verse number 13. L listen, listen very carefully. Um, because he's going to tie love to something undeniable. Uh, listen now. He says, watch it now. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what an undercover cop is. That's what an undercover cop is. I make you think I'm with you. But I'm just acting like I'm with you. Because I'm not with you. I can't stand you. I'm just here with you so that I can bust you. He says, it's a fact. You cannot, you cannot. God is our creator. God says, I did not divide, I did not design you all where you could give an even split to your affections and equally disperse your affections equally to masters. Masters. It's not possible. He says you'll love one or you'll hate the other. Or else, watch it now, he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. He says that to say you can't serve God and money at the same time. Now, now it's an impossibility. But I want you to see the depth of what he's saying. I want you all to connect the fact that when he connects the concept of love, he connects the concept of love to obedience. Boy, I wish I wouldn't look like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. The Bible says, if you love me, you will. Absolutely, yeah, love, love of God. Love of God is manifested in obedience. Let's, if you don't mind, let's lay that down as the ground layer. Let's, let's, let's pretend 
I'm, I'm, I'm on uh, one of Pat's construction teams. Pat, you tell I don't know nothing about what I'm doing. And I'm laying down the, the foundation. Y'all know y'all don't lay it down like this. Well, y'all have some terrible buildings if you did. Uh, and I'm laying down the foundation. And my first foundation is love is obedience. Say that with me. Love is obedience. One more time. Love is obedience. Now, go back, go back, go back, go back to verse number 37. Go back to verse number 37. Understanding that love is obedience, go back to verse number 37. And what does God tell us? Jesus is asked, what's the greatest command? He says, listen, you will love the Lord with all your what? With all your what? With all your what? Now, the order here, the order here is perfectly designed by God, but for comfort, for, for, because I want y'all to chew it, right? I, I'm going to give it to you the, the way that's going to help you chew it best. You know, it's the reason why when you sit down, they ask you, do you want appetizers? They don't ask you if you want dessert. Although some of us would say, you know what, that might be something to do, amen, I'm about to say. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start from ground level. I'm going to build you up. If y'all still with me, say amen. The first thing I want you to consider is that the Bible says uh, you'll love him with all your heart. Someone say heart. When he talks about heart, listen very carefully. That's never, ever lose sight of the word all. God is intentional. He is perfect. There is every reason for every letter of the law. And he meant it when he said all. He says, I want you to love me with all. Someone say all all your heart. Now, when he's talking about heart, what that means is, I want you to desire me. I want you to desire me. I want there to be a passion within you that burns for me. That is, that is, I, I want there to be something about you that feels good when you think about me. I don't know how you felt when you came here. But, but, but the psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If coming into the worship of God doesn't make you glad, he does not have all of your heart. God says, I want you to love me with all of your heart. Y'all turn with me, go with me, go with me, go with me. If you love the word of God, say amen. amen. Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 21. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 21. Listen, the Bible gives it to us very clearly. He's talking about passion. He's talking about desire. He says, listen, for where your treasure is, there your what? Will be also. That is, that is, you will have a heart for what you love. brother says, you know, my wife don't cook for me no more. Maybe she can tell she don't have your heart. Maybe she can feel your heart is gone. Because you, you, you can feel that. That's undeniable. Um, Sunday evening worship, a football game. First off, if you're even in this moment, that's a problem, right? Like, that, that's a problem. Like, if, you, if, you, if you're even having this conversation with yourself, that's a problem. But don't even worry about it. The way you go is going to tell you something about you. 
If you go this way, he doesn't have your heart. If I'm watching television, if I'm holding the remote, I'm going to watch what I like. If my wife is holding the remote, Jesus. She's going to watch what she likes. Chicago police, Chicago fire, Chicago pencils, Chicago shoes, all, all of Chicago. She loves them all. And that's the reason why she's watching that. She ain't looking for no NBA nothing. And I could say on the cool, you know what, maybe you just check ESPN. Let's just see what the scores are looking like. And she knows what that is. No, 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 no. This is what I want to watch. Because this is what I like. He says, I want you to love me. Look, look again back at verse number 37. I want you to love me uh, with all your heart. With all your heart. I'm going to skip soul, and I want you to now focus on the fact that he says, I want you to love me with all of your mind. I want you to love me with all of your mind. And when he's talking about loving me with all of your mind, I want you to intellectually make a sound decision to choose me. Somebody says, you know what, preacher, the problem I have with your God, boy, here we go. <laughs> uh, the problem I have with your God is why does your God allow all this evil on the earth? You see, because if God was really God, God could stop all of this stuff. I'd say, yes, he could, but it would just violate, it would violate his desire. It's not that he wants you to do a thing because you're forced to do it. He wants you to do a thing because you want to do it. And every good parent knows that even if a child don't want to do right, sometimes you got to let them just go ahead and do wrong so that they can feel what that feels like. But every loving parent knows that when you come dragging yourself back, humbly prostrate, La Mama, I'm sorry, I know you was right, I messed up. You say, all right, now nah, I'll meet you. But until that day comes, you're going to stay right where you are. I was talking with a dear sister, and she was sharing with me in confidence. She was talking about how she had to make a decision about a child. And she said, you know, it was tough. But she said, you know what, I had to decide. I had to decide. I could not turn my back on. And I said, my sister, you did the right thing. Because I'm telling you right now, if you always play somebody's savior, sooner or later they'll start praying to you. He says, I want you to love me with all of your mind. The issue about the mind is that the surrendering of the mind is the problem because God says to love me there means you've been changed. Y'all turn with me, turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 21. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 21. If you love the word of God, say amen. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse number 21. The Bible says, listen, listen. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your what? By your what? By your wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. God says, there's only been one thing about you I really needed to change. There's only one thing about you God really needed to change. God ain't had no problem with any other part of you. You just have problems with other parts of you. 
God has no concern about the color of your skin. He don't care nothing about that. God has never cared about the length of your hair. He don't care nothing about that. God has never cared about your edges, your lineup, whether you dye your hair, put Beijing in your hair. That don't mean nothing to God. He don't care nothing about that stuff. That's stuff that you care about. He don't care nothing about whether you shop at Neiman Marcus, whether you shop at Ross or Kmart, Walmart. He don't care nothing about that stuff. God don't care nothing about that stuff. God says only one thing about you, Kevin, that I need to change. I don't care about changing your eye color, your hair color, your height, your shape, your size. What I do want to change is, Kevin, I need to change your mind. Because if I change your mind, I will have you where I need you to be so that in all that you are, you can glorify me. And I'm telling you, my brothers and my sisters, that's the reason why you cannot afford to miss any time the word of God is being taught. Because we all need the word of God to revamp our mind. I need God to change my mind. I, I saw online uh, the other day, uh, it, it was posted on Instagram. Uh, it, it had up there, it said, your diet is more than what you eat. It's what you watch. It's what you read. It's who you talk to. It's who you fellowship. You see, the more people that have a right to my inner man, they change who I am. You say, I can't get to where I need to get to in life. But what are you putting on the inside? Because, hey, what's in, what's in you is going to come out you. God says, it's, what a man puts in his mouth, that ain't what defiles him. No, 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 no. It's what comes out the mouth of a man. That's what defiles him. Because out of the abundance of the, the mouth speaks. He says, listen, y'all, we were separated because your mind was wrong. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, lose your mind. Yeah, meet me if y'all will. Meet me if you will. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 10. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 10. The word of God's getting good to me this morning. The Bible says, listen very carefully. The Bible says, for this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind. I'll change what's going on up there. Some stuff's got to go out. New stuff's got to come in. Some stuff's got to go out. New stuff's going to come in. Let me drop this in while I'm standing over the gumbo for somebody that need it. But preacher, what about the stuff that just won't go out? Yeah, yeah, that stuff can stay right there. That stuff can stay right there because the new stuff that comes in going to deal with that. Yeah, I just can't forget about what they did to me back in the day, but the new stuff's going to help you with that. I can't forget about who I've been back in the day. The new stuff, the new stuff's going to help you with that. Yeah, because if you don't allow him to take over right here, you have no chance of getting it together down here. God says, I just need this right here. And if I get this right here, I can fix all that right there. If y'all love the word of God, say amen. The Bible says, I will make a covenant with the house of Israel, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their mind, write them on their hearts. I will be their God. They shall be mine. What's you got to change? You got to change your mind. Matthew 22, verse 37. Matthew 22, verse 37. Matthew 22, verse number 37. He tells us very powerfully. He tells us very wonderfully. He says, listen, very God. He says, I want you to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The deepest one is to love God with your soul. Listen very carefully. Everything you see here is disposable. It's disposable. 
If a doctor needed to amputate my wrist and take my hand, I could live. Take my arm, I could live. We're so thankful that God has been so good to Sister Marguerite Harrell. Amen. That's a love deposit. God demonstrated to us through our dear sister that he can take your whole lungs out. Put a brand new set of lungs in. And you can go on, go on just fine. Take your heart out. Put a new heart in. You'll be just fine. But there's one thing about me that when it goes, it's gone. And that is when the mind goes. Because when the mind goes, it's gone. But someone says, here's what's most profound. A person could have their mind gone and still be alive. That's because there's a greater controlling force in the life of a human than just his mind. That is his soul. The soul is the one part of me that is absolutely, positively indispensable. It will never go away. It can never be replaced. I can't get a soul transplant. I can't get a soul, uh, I, I can't get a soul exchange. This part of me, literally, when the brain dies, the brain goes back to the ground. But the soul lives forever. God says, listen, Pimmer Park, I want you to love me with all your soul. Y'all meet me Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Meet me in Mark chapter 8. Watch the word of God. Listen very carefully. If you have it, say amen. Uh, Mark chapter 8. And stay with me on the screens, my brother. I'm going to need you to move with me. Uh, he says, listen, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny what? Himself. That is, you can't follow me and do your own thing at the same time. He says, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. If y'all see that, say amen. Advance it forward for me, my brother. Advance it forward. Y'all praying for me out there. Mark chapter 8. Somebody, if you have it, read that aloud for me. Mark chapter 8. Give me verse number 36. For what will it profit a man? For what will it profit a man? I got it. For what will it profit a man if he gains? No, no, no. No, because Dr. Barclay told us, well, he tells brother, 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 he tells, he said, uh, Brother Pitts, we read the Bible too fast. So that's what y'all do. He said, that's y'all problem. Y'all read the Bible too fast. You got to slow down. Listen to what he just said. I don't even think you really understand. He says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? I want you to a picture that you, just you, just you, just you, own everything. Every Walmart, every Neiman Marcus, 
Every street's named after you. When you walk in the streets, people are literally in awe of you. Because they know if you go, so goes society. Because everything belongs to you. You have so much money, you don't even know what to do with it. Forget your grandchildren. There will never be a person in your lineage for the rest of your days if every resource known to man belongs to you. There's not a person born of you that will ever need anything. The world sinks or it, it the world sinks or swims based on your charitability. How you give, how you help out. You think they celebrated LeBron when he opened that school. Picture the fact that you opened schools all over the world. They'll celebrate you more than they celebrate Mother Teresa because you own the whole world. God says, as much as you've enjoyed wearing those shoes for the few seconds I let you wear them, in your imaginative mind, that means nothing if you lose your soul in the process. Let's put it on the level we can at least comprehend. Because that sounds too big. Let's get to where we can comprehend. If y'all wouldn't say amen. Let's say you had $345 million. Y'all listen. There's, there's no need for nothing after that. I'm telling you, there's no need for nothing. I'm telling, I'm telling KJ and Julia, you're going to go. You Listen, listen. I'm not asking you. You're going to go to, to get your bachelor's degree. You're going to get your master's degree. You're going to get a doctor degree. I done paid for it. I'm not even asking you. You're going to go on through all of this stuff because I done paid for it. I'm paying, I'm paying for all of y'all to have a house. Amen, all by myself. $360 million. I'm putting all y'all in a house. You get, I'm, I'm Oprah Winfrey. You get a house. You get a house. You get a house. You get a house. Everybody getting houses out here. I'm putting everybody in a house. Uh, man, man, listen, man, man, me and Clarissa ain't never going to spend a, spend, a, spend a night in the same country twice. Y'all hear me? I'm telling you right now. We ain't going to do it. We ain't going to do it. I'm going to be preaching to y'all through these cameras right here. Y'all turn your Bibles. Uh, just such and such way. I'm, I'm all over the world. Why? Because I got all this money. I'm not worried about sickness. I can afford every medical advancement known to man. I'm not worried about diet. I will pay a vegan chef to follow me. Cook me something, brother, and make it taste amazing. Out of shape, man, forget it. I'm going to pay this brother to literally force me to work out. I'm going to be together. And whatever don't get right, I'm going to cut it off. Amen, I'm going to say. But all of that wonderfulness is purposeless if you lose your soul. That top sentence has done something for us that we don't often get because we're running by it so fast. It has qualified the value of you. Oh, because you are not you. You are going to go to the dirt. This part that we dress up, we get shaped up, edged up, Weaved up, glued up, so up. It don't matter. Go, go ahead, do it, 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 do it. I ain't got nothing against it. I ain't got nothing against it. I love it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. All those parts of us, that stuff is going to the dirt. On the last day when all souls stand before God, 
this invaluable thing, this thing that wouldn't even be righteous to exchange. I've got all the riches in the world here, Kevin. I've got your soul here. You give me your soul, let me destroy it. I'll give you all the money in the world. Jesus says, that's a bad deal, and Kevin, you don't profit anything from that. You don't profit anything from that. What does it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Think about that because as sinners, we answer that question every day. I'd give my soul for another drink. And we did it. I'd give my soul for another night with this no good man who ain't never going to marry me, but I hope one day he's going to come around and marry me. So, I, you know, I'll just sleep with him and lay with him and, you know, let him talk crazy to me and do me how he want to do me. And, you know, hopefully we'll get around. I'll, I'll give my soul for that guy. I'd, 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 give, I'd give my soul just, 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 just to sell another pack and flip that pack and get some more money and flip that money. I'd give my soul for that. I'd give my soul just to hate her. I hate her so bad, I can't stand her. God, you can have my soul for her. You see, what he's saying here is that every time we transgress the will of God, we make that decision. Yeah, we give it away. He's just asking you to really think about this now because he just got finished telling you as he qualified the value that the whole world ain't worth it. So why in the world is a hating girl worth it? Or some fast money worth it? Or some alcohol worth it? Or that sinful life worth it? Or that cussing and anger and being the man and he took me on knocking me out. Oh, why is it worth it? He says, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the son of man also, on that last day, I'm going to have to turn my back on him. Because he picked that over himself. James chapter 1, James chapter 1, verse number 21. I promise y'all I'm going somewhere. If y'all still with me, say amen. I promise you I'm going somewhere. James chapter 1, verse number 21. Time me, my friend, but I'm running. If you love the word of God, say amen. Listen what he says. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness An overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness and humility the implanted word which is able to save your soul. He says, love me with all your heart. Kevin, I want you to desire me. Love me with all your mind. Kevin, I want you to choose me. Love me with all your soul. Kevin, I want you to mean it. I want you to mean it. How is that possible, Lord? Y'all listen. Because the foundation of love is if you love God, you have to obey God. And the only way I can truly love my soul is to obey God. Because otherwise, if I don't obey God, I essentially hate my soul because I love the drugs more than I love my soul. Yeah, and I love that fast money more than I love my soul. And I love cussing folks out more than I love my soul. Some of y'all need me to say that two more times. I love cussing folks out more than I love my soul. 
Some of y'all wish I wouldn't say it the third time. I love cussing folks out more than I love myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, he says, listen to me carefully. That, that's, the, that's the foundation. You got to obey me. And the only way you love your soul is you got to do right by me. Because the words don't think it's going to save your soul. I just learned something, y'all. I want to share something with y'all. Listen to this. By adding the commandment, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, but he really got me when he said it with all your soul. See, when he added love God with all your soul, the same soul that will be lost if I disobey him, the same disobedience that confirms I don't love him, I don't know if y'all noticed that I just got finished telling you that you can't even love yourself if you don't love God. You can't even love yourself if you don't love God. My God. I can't even love myself if I don't love God. And if I don't love God, I don't love myself. Because whatever I'm choosing to glorify higher than God, I just flip that for my soul. But he's about to take us somewhere else. Watch him in verse number 38. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 38. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 38. If you love the word of God, say amen. amen. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 38. I'm going to turn there with me. The Bible tells us there. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 38. That right there, that's the first and the great commandment. Now when he hears that, He's stumped because he knows the law, and he knows I know all ten. That ain't it. But watch him in verse number 39, Matthew chapter 22, verse number 39. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 39. Watch him in verse number 39. He says, and the second is like it. That sentence doesn't make any sense. Because at no place in our lives has first and second ever been the same. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Even the Olympics, the first place stands higher. And they wear the gold. And second, you wear the silver, and you a little bit lower. Now, God bless you, you ain't as low as this guy, because this guy's got the bronze, and he might as well be under the ground right now. But neither one of you are me, because I am first. So Jesus says something that made me really re-examine the first, which is the reason why I concluded that you can't love God unless you love yourself. He says the second is like it. You love your neighbor like you love yourself. Oh, church. Well, how should I love myself? Here's how I love myself. I love myself by doing what I need to do to save my soul. Because to love myself is to love God. And I'm telling you, if I don't love God, I can't love myself. Because whatever I claim I love, I love so much that I throw my soul away for it. And God says, unless they gave you more than the whole world, that's a bad deal. He says, the second is like it. You love your neighbor as yourself. That right there changes the game, church. If y'all still with me, say amen. amen. How does it change the game, preacher? I'll tell you. 
I cannot any longer let my brothers be less than their best. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't watch you come in here every other Sunday. And you come when you want to come and you don't come at all. I can't. I can't. I can't. I got, I got to say something to you. I got to approach you. Because God says, Kevin, you, you, if you love me, you, you better love yourself. But I'm telling you to love them like you love yourself. And see, the way God told me to love myself is I got to save my soul. So if I love you, like God's telling me to love you, I got to make sure that I am about the business of helping you save your soul. We know this is true. Y'all don't need to look at me like y'all looking at me right now. You know the real friend. You know a real friend. A real friend will tell you about yourself whether you like it or not. Oh, yeah. they like, no, no, no. I ain't trying to hear it. No, girl, what you did was wrong. And that's your mama, and you, no, no, I don't care how you feel. You don't be disrespecting your mama like that. No, you can be mad at me, fine. You know, no, she, she ain't called me about in a week, and I'm going to wait for her to get over that because I had to tell her every word I had to tell her. No, nah, brother, no, nah, brother, that ain't right because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if your wife's telling you, if your wife's telling you to your face, listen, you don't never take her out on a date, and you ain't never trying to give her no flowers, and you ain't here telling me how mad you are at her. No, nah, brother, you wrong. Man, whose side you on? I'm on God's side, brother. I'm on God's side, brother. And if you made a covenant that one, you better go take out. Well, man, I'm done talking to you. Nah, brother, I love you. And you'll be back in a month, and I'll see you then. We're going to talk about it again. But you need to get that thing right. If y'all get that, say amen. The church transforms. The church transforms when we say no more excuses. No more excuses. No more excuses. I don't want to hear them. No, because I love you too much to let all that quality inside of you go by the wayside over some mess that is not the whole world. I don't care what's out there. I don't care what girl out there, what boy out there, what sin out there, what club out there, what strip clubs out there, what side chick you got out there. I don't care what you got out there, what alcohol you got out there, what drink you got out there. It does not matter. It is not worth the value of your soul. And I cannot love you and watch you go down in flames and not stand up and do something about it. Watch him in verse number 40. Watch him in verse number 40. He said, you were just talking about the Ten Commandments. Verse number 40, Matthew chapter 22, verse number 40, verse number 40, verse number 40, verse number 40, Matthew chapter 22, verse number 40. Somebody holler at him. Yeah, glory to God. He said, listen, on these two commandments, you talking about the Ten? No, I'm talking Genesis through Malachi. You take everything I gave you from in the beginning, God, all the way to the period in Malachi, and it rests right there. Love yourself enough to love God and love me enough not to let me be less than myself. I got to give it to you. Y'all got to be mad at me today. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Because y'all, we, are, we, are, we, we running out of time. Every day we're getting closer to the trumpet. We run out of time. And, and, and he, he gave me today, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I ain't worried about your line in Piccadilly. It's going to be all right. It's going to be there. 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 Them, them people got plenty, 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 plenty roast beef for you. They, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. Listen, listen, stay with, stay with me back there, my brother. He says, listen, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest 
by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. He consecrated who? Us. Through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Keep going for me. Let us, somebody holler at him, holler at him, holler at him. I need him, somebody holler at him, holler at him. I need him. Let us, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Give me the next part. Let us hold fast. Let us hold fast. The confession of our hope. The confession of our hope. Watch these plural pronouns. He says, let us hold fast. The confession of our hope. Thank you, Dr. Larry. Without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Amen. Tim Coffey, I love you, man. And in this day and age, we got to be unashamedly to tell our brothers that. Amen. Dr. Davis, I love you. Oh, you give me a hug, brother. God, yes, well, you got to give me a hug. Yes, up. You got to give me that hug now. Dr. LC, I love you, my brother. Glory to God. G. Brown, I love you. Offense, you the king. I love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the king. You're the king. I love you. Now, I profess my love for these men unashamedly because black men, we got to start telling each other we love each other. Man, we got to start telling each other. We got to start saying that thing. We got to say it. I mean, I got I to gotta look. Jock, Jock, man, I love you, my brother. I love you, Doc. Pat, man, I love you, man. Brother Larry, man, I see you. I love you, my brother. You're faithful. I love you, my brother. Thank you, brother. Dr. Pugh, man, it was good riding with you, my brother. I love you. Sister Pugh, I owe you an apology. Brother Pugh sat at that table. What's this T? Sister T, you got to forgive me. You know, I, I, did, I did wrong, Sister T, you got to forgive me. It was peer pressure. How <laughs> did they say, I didn't, but the menu they gave me, you know. Sister T, I didn't eat none. I didn't eat none. But I ordered some alligator for the table. Sister Pew, Brother Pew said, oh, no, I ain't eating that. I said, Brother Pew, come on, man. You come all the way down to Texas. You ain't going to eat no alligator. Brother Pew's like, no, nah, no, nah, Brother John ain't going to eat that. I said, come on, Brother Pew. You want to try some of the alligator, man? Brother Pew said, all right. <laughs> I guarantee you, Brother Pew's going to be out the Everglades killing something tonight. I promise you that. <laughs> Sister Pew's going to be like, where's my husband? Brother Pew out there, like, give me that man. <laughs> so I'm, Sister Pew, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My brother. Yeah, we got we to gotta tell each other we love each other. Y'all get that same man. But how do you know if you love me? You don't let me be anything less than the best me. You can't see Kevin Jones not at my best and tell me you love me and let me stay there. Now you got to tap me. That Galatians 6 and 1, preacher, let, let me holler at you. Listen, I, what's, what's going on? Something ain't right. I, I, we got to get that thing together. You know, what, what's, what's happening right now? Hey, hey uh, you know, my brother, uh, listen, um, man, I ain't been seeing you in a while. What's going on? Oh, man, you know, I'm doing good. No, man, no, no, you're not. You're not. 
because either you didn't figure out how to figure it out on your own or you're not doing that good. And I love you too much to let you go that way. Ladies, if y'all hear me say amen, amen. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not excluding y'all because I don't think that y'all need it. I'm just honest enough to admit that y'all are further along than we are. And brothers, we got to get there. And we're going to get there. Because God is calling us to get there. But we got to love each other, y'all. How do you show me some love? I'll tell you how you show me some love. You show me some love by never letting me be less than the best me. I, no, my brother, no, man. Listen, you used to be active in that ministry. What's going on, man? We haven't seen you in Bible class. Man, what's going on, man? Man, we used, you and me, we used to go do visitation together, man. What, 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 what's, what's going on, man? Man, I, I notice you get, you're just walking around here sour. You're always complaining, man. Why are you always complaining? You don't have anything good to talk about? Girl, every time you call me, you mad about something. Tell me one thing God's done good in your life, or don't you call me back now another time. She might hang clean up on you. You let her hang up <laughs> and pray until she called back. <laughs> Y'all stand on your feet with me, for real. I'm, it can't just be about preaching no more, y'all. It, it just can't. It's, 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 it's got to go, it's, it's, it's be more than that. We, we just can't sit here and shout hallelujah to God, be fractured in the inner man. It, it, we got to do better than that. If anybody in this place is courageous enough to say, I need to get some prayer help in my life. Won't you come on down right now? If you know good and well, I know I need Jesus to help me through this season. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you know I need Jesus to help me through this season, God bless you, my sister. If you know I need him, God bless you. God bless you. If you know I need him to help me in this season, won't you come on down right now? There is absolutely no more time. We are getting closer. He is coming. We are running out of time. God bless you this movement. I'm praying for those who right now know they want to come down here, know they want to ask for some prayer, know they need some help in their life, but fear got you standing stand there. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. We all are struggling. Everybody needs some help. Don't just stand there on your own. I'm praying for the person who doesn't believe that prayer can help you. The devil is a liar. Prayer opens doors. Doors. Prayer breaks strongholds. Prayer changes things, and prayer will change you. If you know that's right, say amen. Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? I believe with all of my heart that God is ready to do a new thing in our lives. He's ready to do a better thing in our lives, but we cannot keep sitting around acting like everything's okay when we know we need God to help us in the heart. Terrified of that inner man, knowing I need him to change me. Knowing I need him to help me, revamp me. Lord, I need you to change me. I need you to touch me. I'm trying to get there. I want to stand, and I want you to look me and say, Kevin, I know you loved me. I know you loved yourself. I know you loved your brothers because you told your brothers what you needed to hear, and you let me work on your heart. Won't you come on down right now? Maybe you're in this place, and you know you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. You haven't given your life to Christ. Let's start that today. You come by hearing the word of God, believing God's word to be true, Repent of your sins. Confess that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God. We're going to baptize you today. If y'all know that's good news, say amen. We're going to wash away your sins. We're going to allow God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, add you to the church. He's going to change you forever. He's going to make you new. If y'all get that, say amen. 
Be faithful to death. He promised to give you the crown of life. Maybe just maybe you're here today, you need to do something, you just don't know what to do. I see souls are in the back. God bless you. They're standing, their hands are raised. They're ready to minister to you. They want to help you right where you are. You can make your way to them. They'll take you privately, intimately, and they'll begin to share with you how you can begin to make those necessary changes in your life. I'm so thankful for you all that came down. I believe there's more of you that needs to come down. I urge you to respond to Jesus right now as we together sing. I still have joy.